Bearcat Bounce Podcast back at it again. Monday, late night, Memorial Day weekend, late night Monday. It's still Monday, still BVP time, still time for myself, Brent Young, and the two beautiful gentlemen who have been sun gazing all weekend and finishing it up in a in a flurry on Monday night. And uh, yeah, that's right. Better late than never. BBP here on BearcatJournal.com and Co Transmissions. Thank you. But I gotta ask, Aaron, Chad, gentlemen, how are we? Doing well. Got some yard work done. Got some sun in. Got yeah. the grill the last two nights. Okay. Happy the weather's been pretty pretty good. It has been. What a little rain. At some point, well, I mean, I don't know. Athens is like two full weather things away from me, so I can't really judge what <laughs> Indy's weather was like and say that's pretty much yours, right? But nah, it was good weather past couple days, at least. Yep. Chad, how are we? Good. Just uh, getting done with a little sports talk on WLW action. My my hey, first hey. time ever hosting the flagship sports talk show in the city. So that okay. Was, uh, that was fun. A little three hours of some Bengals, some Reds, some Bearcats. So how did it all go? Uh, it went well. There you go. Spent uh, spent Saturday and Sunday in Louisville watching some EYBL. Came home last night, uh, just in time to fire up the grill. Oh, we yeah. have some steaks and then a uh, little fire pit action last night. Work today, so it's been a it's been a work filled. But I've you got You got to have work life balance, Brent. No, I, I managed to oh, squeeze yeah. in a little bit of play. A little bit of play. Outside of all the work. Well, good. Good. A little steaks on the grill. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, I myself, I mean, I had a I had a doozy of a weekend. This weekend's always some of the most fun over in Indianapolis. Uh, what? But I went to the Reds game on Thursday, randomly. Um, did ran a little, a little tw- bit. 20 run outing. Yeah, a little, little, little 20 run outing. I hope you uh, took the over, took the Reds money line, and uh, just rolled with it. But. No, uh, and then rolled right into Friday and Saturday, race parties, and then <coughs> Sunday, the Indy 500, and then just uh, ooh, it is one <coughs> big mess of a week. But uh, hey, it's always time for Bearcat talk. Oh, I was there. I was there. They're in, they're in full force. <coughs> we do a uh, party bus down there and then go in and just hope, you know, 25 of us disperse and all cross our fingers and hope we can make it back to the party bus after the race, which we all did some, some later than others, but uh, not, not going to raise my hand on that one, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun. They're always a blast heading to that. So, um, but happy to be back here. Bearcat talk never ends. And neither does, you know, car issues that never ends either. Danco transmission, shout out to them. Uh, Chad, it was two weeks removed from your guys' selfie, but uh, always good to see a little Dan. Cars working great. Bottom Car's end. working great. No complaints. Okay. Okay. And uh, I, I guess you can go in if you need just a, a, another oil change in the near future. Aaron, if you need an oil change, you're in the uh, Cincinnati area. Head over to Danco Joe's. Danco Transmission, that is. You get that $10 off your next oil change. If you mention Aaron Smith or Chad Brendel or a Bearcat Journal or a BBP, just any of it. Any of it, roll with it. But uh, oh, let's dive right in. 
I think the first topic we got to mention, though, uh, obviously the main story outside of the Indy 500, but main story overall in the the sports world, if you will, would probably be the NBA Finals. That means basketball is still somewhat there, which is crazy to mention the fact that the basketball, this next season of Bearcat basketball is getting ready to fire up here shortly. Most of the team is in town for next season, I believe. Is it still Daniel Skillings that is not from last I heard? Yeah, he's he's still finishing up high school, so yeah. that is uh that is an NCAA requirement. <laughs> he has to get the cap and gown before he can uh, report to Cincinnati. You so that make him out a little, you know, a couple days early, and nope, that's not how it works. So he uh, he'll be here in like two weeks, I think. Okay. Um, like two, it might be two two weeks from today or two weeks from yesterday uh, after he gets done with all his school stuff. But everybody else. Everybody else is in town, cleared, and good to go. I, you know, it, it's been a while since you've been able to say that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, past couple of seasons. Uh, yeah, there's, some, there's always been some drama, some drama on things, but it doesn't doesn't look like you know, knock on wood, <laughs> it doesn't look like that's going to be the case uh, going into this season. So. No. Uh, important to get all those guys on campus as quick as possible. You start to get them in the gym. Uh, you can start summer workouts in June. I don't know the exact day that everything starts, but I, it'll it'll either be this week or next week that they'll they'll finally be on the court for their eight weeks of summer training. Uh, four hours in the gym with the coaching staff a week. Four hours in the Monster Factory with Mike Rayfelt. If you haven't seen those those two videos from Mike on Twitter, go check those out. Uh, giving you a little tour of the Monster Factory and how they operate, how things work there. So, uh, so yeah. Put that on your list of things to do uh, after this show, right. or or tomorrow, or or whatever. The yeah, case probably be. probably tomorrow morning after the show would be will be tomorrow. So uh, technically, we're not going that. We're not tomorrow. going two hours tonight, starting at ten no. o'clock. I can promise. No, you no, no, no. Let's be hour uh, fifty-seven. Going sweet. Yeah, very. Uh, very nicely put together. It's a, uh, we'll call it a nightcap on steroids. We'll all, we'll all <laughs> cheers our our whiskey cups late night and uh, say, all right, that was a good one, guys. And then having Aaron see you. But uh, yeah, it is 10 o'clock. I know, man. Yeah, Ed, because I'm a big deal and I had stuff to do. That's how this works. <laughs> yeah. Dad's that is busy. How it works. That's how it so works. When dad's busy, then we have to make adjustments. And we love the content game so much. We could have easily taken the night off. We could have easily just said, you know what? It's a holiday. We'll see you guys next week for the BVP. But that's not how we do things. I left it up to the boys. I said, it's my fault that it's going to be late. If you guys want to do a show, we'll do a show as soon as I get home at 10 o'clock. And they said, we want to do a show. So here we are. Can't stop, won't stop. No. I mean, even if I came on air and just said, like, how are we for an hour and a half straight? I still want that published just so that we had another BBP for the week. I'd kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> be one of those YouTube. You know what? It, it how might, are we? It might be one of the ones how that like, randomly has, like, a very high view count. It's how like, are we? Hour and a half straight of how are we? How are we? People are just playing it to put their babies to sleep or something along those lines. Just I guess putting emphasis, up. putting in, putting the emphasis on all the different syllables. Yeah. How are we? Yeah. But anyway. How are we? 
<laughs> Speaking of this weekend, guys, uh, and, and we're going to talk about kind of the, the roster construction, very broad outlook for next basketball season after we mention on the potential future of the Bearcat basketball team. And, Chad, that brings up you being in Louisville this past weekend. Um, from from all accounts, seems like it was a good setup down there. Uh, sounds oh, a couple, awesome. yeah, sounds a couple of big names. Obviously, with the uh, USA team tryouts going on at the same time this weekend, but uh, still some some heavy names and and uh, you know one that's got a direct tie to the biggest name out in the 2023 class, target wise for uh, the Bearcats as well, and Arrington Page, and you also dropped a, a, a big nugget about his uh let's say visit that he is has scheduled with the with the squad so what first off just a couple of accounts are as far as page goes i understand his his play this weekend was you know up and down solid yeah solid solid. he was he he was really he struggled uh pretty bad on uh saturday morning but like i said on the on the nightcap on saturday from what i heard he got in really late friday Um, didn't get much sleep and you could tell he was, he was gassed. And, um, so he struggled a little bit on, on Saturday morning and they cut his minutes, uh, to try to try to get him fresh for the rest of the weekend. He played well the rest of the weekend. Um, obviously he is better when Isaiah Collier is on the court. That is the impact of the number one point guard in the class and a top 10 player in the country. Like that's, that's the nature of the beast. Um, what you hope for if you're Cincinnati, though, is that growing realization that, man, my life in college is going to be a hell of a lot easier if I, if I have Isaiah Collier on my team. Right. And we can both go to Cincinnati and make something happen. Now, he did. USC is also involved with Paige, the same as they are uh, with Collier. I think from what, from what I heard, I, I think you see – USC is a little deeper with Collier than maybe some think. Um, and Paige has already officially visited there. He visited uh, USC and Mizzou and then uh, UC and then Indiana is coming up in a couple weeks. Right. Um, but Indiana, I think, is one to watch. They've been on, they were his first major offer. Mm-hmm. They've been on him for a long time. He's built a good relationship there. Right. Uh, so I think that's definitely like – if the Bearcats are going to win this one, you know they're going to they're going to have to hold off some some muscle. So, so, but that's 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 recruiting top fifty players. Like it, you're not just going to go in on a top fifty guy, and it's going to Cincinnati and you know Dayton, and right. <laughs> that's just not how it works. No. So they they're going to have their work cut out for them. But that uh, a big piece of that is today with the arrival of Arnton Page for his visit uh, after the AAU tournament. So um, hopefully it goes well. Like, it, you know, he, he told me Saturday morning he was looking forward to getting to know more about the school. Mm-hmm. He has a great relationship with Wes and with Andre Morgan, uh, who were the two guys that, you know, leading the charge in his recruitment. Yep. So uh, we'll we'll see. He's, he's a tough one to get a read on, man. He, he's right. He's not a man of many words. Okay. Yeah. He is. He is. Uh, he's on the quiet side. Okay. So he was still a pretty good interview, but you gotta. 
right you have poke and prod a little bit to uh to get to, to get a couple good of answers them. yeah yeah well, some kids some kids you stick the microphone out and they just go for like 90 seconds <laughs> on one question some kids you ask them a question and they give you the the four words necessary right. to answer that question and that's yeah. it <laughs> and, then, and then you're like okay well uh try and you try and reword the question then right. you're supposed to put add the four words with another four or five four words, words. right the, no that was the a, entire a nice that was the entire comeback. interview with orange and page so uh we'll we'll get a feel for that as things uh move on i don't have i've like i said i've been kind of running around so much i don't have an exact timeline on uh, how long he's here, when he's leaving, right. that that whole deal. Um, but I, I should be able to get that right tomorrow and kind of let everybody know what the deal is there. So uh, a couple things as far as Paige goes. I liked what Aaron said in one of the nightcaps, just kind of referencing, you know, when – if say, say Collier does commit to the Bearcats and then Ravon's in the fold as well, this past weekend would be – Page out there trying to do it. If both of them were sidelined with some sort of an injury or something or foul trouble, and and now all the attention goes on Page. So I mean, it's a it's a luxury to be going after these big names. But like you said, once you take away that uh, the yin to the yang, it's going to be a little bit tougher to get it really going. But also the the, the package deal scenario is something I like as well because like like you said, IU is a name that's been out there a lot with Page, and and I you know I've got a buddy I work with that's a huge you know he's on Pigs all the time. Kind of like mm-hmm. some of the, some of the BCJ members, and and he's all about Paige as well. And so if that's kind of the you know if Paige wakes up every morning and loves when he he knows they're just gonna go play a game with Isaiah Collier on his team, then who knows? Because I don't think IU's really been on Collier at all. I think they've got kind of a point guards, a couple five star point guards that are in the fold. Yeah, they're already. not they're not really in the Collier situation right. at all. No, so. at all. Yeah. So I mean. Who knows if that'll play a factor towards the end of it? But I mean, Paige is obviously a big name. And one thing about the visit, do you think it was this one? You think the staff kind of targeted as okay, we're going to get most of the team back on on you know in the city on this date. Let's try and schedule this visit according no, to that. Or to, to my knowledge, I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think it's more like they're already in Louisville. Yeah. For EYBL, so let's just get them up here. Like, right. like let's right. play your final game on on Monday morning, and then hop in the ride and and come on up. Get the hour and forty minute drive up to uh, to Cincinnati, and and let's get this thing started. As I know, his mom was down there um, in Louisville, so she'll she'll be able to just head straight up with him. I think it was more of that, just yeah. a, a timing thing, and. Um, I think there is definitely this, like, still a learning curve a bit on these junior officials, right? Because they approved it, and then we went into to COVID. We went into lockdown, right? So right. kids weren't allowed on campuses. Like, mm-hmm. I think schools are still kind of figuring out like how all of this works, right? And I think there's definitely this desire if you're one of the programs that's like at at or near the top for a kid. You want to get them in before the the reset on August 1st. It might be September 1st, August 1st, September 1st. Okay. You want to get a junior visit in before that reset. So then if you need, right. you can still get an official Another visit one. from yeah. them as a senior. So that's never really been in play right? up until now. Right. Um, so I, I think there is a like, let's get them here 
as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. And, and then if we need, you know, you'll still maybe have one for a football game Mm -hmm. or if he does commit and sign, you could bring him in for an official visit, like during a a big basketball game or something of that nature. So uh, it's just, it's, it's things evolving. The, the, the rules evolving and the game evolving around how the rules change. Um, So not, I, I mean, I sure it doesn't hurt. Right to bring a kid in while everybody's here, so you can get a host like a real uh, host for the weekend and mm-hmm. and kind of get the full experience. But I don't think that's that was a determining factor in getting it set up. I think it's just a bonus of it's set up, and now you can kind of you know yeah. show all the the aspects of the program. Right, and I, I like you said I. Nothing but a bonus there to be like, okay, well, this is Josh Reed. I'm going to be playing with Josh Reed if I do commit here. And here's Landers Nolly and yeah, you know, players of that sort. So obviously not a not a main key, but definitely something that was uh, that was a positive. What a couple other names? Obviously, I know Aaron, you and I, uh, uh, you and Chad were going back and forth on names that you kind of saw over the past weekend. Any anything else? As far as catching your guys' eye or or your ear, Aaron, from from other players that uh, Chad, you were able to take in down in Louisville. Um, I mean, <laughs> was it mainly Paige? <laughs> no, it was. That was just a winding question. Well, I'm just like, trying to get Aaron involved six too. I just, you know, six different directions, and now was, Aaron, answer it. Was it Chad? <laughs> Chad or Aaron? <laughs> Aaron, you and Chad haven't talked, but is there anything Chad saw that you have thoughts on? Well, no. You guys mentioned <laughs> some names back and forth. I'm just about it. it was just the way you asked the question. It like I know. It well, winded, I want to get my boy Aaron in this. Went, it's, I, will, I, I'm, I'm, I don't mind that I'm not involved in a conversation about Chad's weekend. Like, let him, <laughs> let him answer right. the questions. He took the shortcut off-road to get to the house. Like, instead of just taking the driveway. We, we all made it, though. We're he all at the house in, together. He right pulled now. into the backyard. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, Brent. But, yeah, let, let him answer the questions about his weekend. <laughs> all right. Names that you mentioned on the – on the oh, nightcap man. with Aaron, Chad, um, tell us more about him. Uh, Jizzle well, James is is really really good. See, I, Aaron, I, I set the tee up for you there. It's fine. Jizzle J- James was a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah. He he does need a, a to expand his range. He's really really solid from fifteen feet and in, and and he's one of those guys that it's really tough to keep out of the lane. And he keeps you honest with his pull-up, you know, 15, 12-foot uh, pull-ups, and then a lot of floaters. Um, you know, he, he's he plays point guard like a running back, man. Like, he knows how to get to open space. He can he can absorb some contact. Uh, he really competes, which is another thing that, that I'm a big fan of. Uh, the, the, he is I, – I don't, I don't think his shot is terrible. It needs work. Yeah. Um, but he's one of those guys that I don't ever get mad at a guy that doesn't shoot an AAU because he can just get to the rim yeah. whenever he wants. Like, I don't want that guy standing outside jacking right. three-pointers, right? Trying, trying to show um, like he can get hot or something. Yeah. Right. Um, he, he took a couple. They're not 
you're not going to see a, a instructional video right. on his three point shot, but I, I don't think it's broken to the point that like it doesn't look like Dewan Odom when he tries to take a three. It doesn't look like that. All right. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> right. Um. So so he was a lot of fun to watch. Uh. There's another point guard that um we saw rave on Instagram about last week. Uh, yep. Jalen Curry, mm-hmm. who plays for Boo Williams, and um, that's a wild experience, Jalen Curry. <laughs> so, I, I think in the game last night, the, their second game yesterday, he took 23 shots in an AAU game. What? <laughs> I think there was another one, or like Saturday, that he had 16 or 17. Um, he is not efficient. Right. But he's electric. Like he he can get his shot whenever he wants and he ain't afraid to take it. As I as I said jokingly to somebody when I was talking about him the other day or yesterday, um he shoots like his shot selection is very Steph Curry. Okay. But he, his his, mate, his shot making his, is his efficiency is not Juan Odom, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> Dewan Odom's taking a ricochet yeah, man. tonight. I, I was going to say, you really triggered some Georgia State fans. <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> um, so he was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I, I'd have to get in my notes. I bounced around and watched a bunch of, you know, just got my eyes on a bunch of different guys. Mm-hmm. Saw Tyler McKinley a couple times. Yeah. Um, he wasn't as dominant as he was in Indy, but he was still really good. Um, he, just, he just has such a great feel for the game. Right. Um, he, he makes plays for others. He makes the game easy for his teammates, uh, which is not something you see with a, a kid that's six eight with his body type, right? Like yeah. getting the ball off the rim and just pushing the fast break and throwing outlet passes and mm-hmm. getting to 15 feet and making decisions with the ball or catching the ball in the middle of a two, three zone and being kind of that point forward. Like, I think that's, he has a really interesting upside as a college player yeah because he can do a lot of point forward stuff where he facilitates from the mid-range from the high post from the wings uh even jason even crypt keeper welcome in boys um so yeah I, I i got to see him i got to see uh aj mcbride a little bit although i i don't know what all ohio is doing. like one game he had played six minutes what are we doing hmm. they got they got beat like wh- why He's your most athletic wing. He's your best wing. And you, yeah, you're playing him. Sense. I, I wasn't real happy about that. I got to see Mug, uh, his mm-hmm. dad. Um, so always love to see Mug uh, when he gets a chance to be back in town for games when, when work allows. Um, it was a good time. I mean, it, like it, I, EYBL stuff's always fun. Yeah. And usually they have these things in these cramped settings where – yeah. There's a lot of people that go to EYBL games, no matter where they're at. Especially like in Louisville, you've got um, uh, Dewan yeah. Wagner's kid, MJ, MJ Wagner, yeah, PJ yeah. Wagner, yeah, and uh, another kid that he plays with that you know, like Kentucky and Louisville are going to head to head for those two kids, right? So you know, it's a big a lot of spectator people, right. event, yeah. and uh, you know the Indiana fans are close right across the river, yep. So you get a lot of those there, but because it's in this, it's in the Kentucky Fair and Expo Center. Like, they can do it. There's space. There's you know, 
20 feet between courts, 30 feet between courts. And yeah, like there's actually room to move around and not be like this for the entire event. So it was, it was a really good time. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Not, not like the, uh, in Westwood, Indiana, when, when Brownie, Brownie Jones, Brownie James, pardon me, is in there. Security on full alert, man, that was a, the twice. Quite, quite the cramped spot, but yeah. Carmelo was there over the weekend. I, I got, I heard what Russell Westbrook was there. Okay. Um, LeBron would have been there, but I guess he owns part of Liverpool, and Liverpool was playing in the Champions League on Saturday. So I, saw that, yeah. I guess LeBron was in England and and couldn't come to his kids' game. Bummer. 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 Go to your kids' game. Bummer. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I'm no. glad he wasn't actually because that place would have been a disaster. If Brown was in the gym, oh yeah, and it still takes me back to my my favorite AAU moment ever. So I'm I don't even remember where we were, and I'm sitting like one butt cheek on the bleachers, like with one leg on the bleachers and one leg on the ground. Yeah, and I'm watching a game, and there's this commotion. I'm kind of hearing behind me, but it's AAU, so there's commotions all the time. Big dunks. Yeah, yeah. I'm not paying attention, and then the shadow just engulfs me <laughs> and I look over and it's Shaq because Sharif was getting ready to play the next game. So yeah. Shaq was there with his wife getting ready to come watch the game and his security had to go like clear out the, for the, the 16 year olds in the front row. Like, look, right. Yeah. Get up. Shaq and his wife are coming to sit down <laughs> and they're coming to sit down right here. So get your ass out. Should have, should have been on time. Right. Yeah, no, he was on time. It was just the, the game was ending that was played before. Hmm. So he was coming in when he was supposed to come in. Uh, but, yeah, I looked over and literally it was just this, like, <laughs> a, a total eclipse of all light in the building because that is the largest human I've ever seen. <laughs> and He's we seven will foot need one, you. like, 450 pounds now. We will need your one foot on the bleacher, one foot on the floor seat for – Sure, Sakil and Neil. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I didn't have to move. I, I, they, they made the kids that were sitting center court on the bleachers. Those kids had to get Good up. Idea. I was off to the side on like you know the third row because right. it's not like my legs are long enough to. I was probably in the second row. It was like my yeah. legs are long enough to like one cheek, one foot, uh, the, the third row. That's not happening. Superman is here. Get out. Get out. But uh, yeah. so, so a couple things. M- McKinley, uh, you know, you mentioned his his point, you know, his point forward capabilities. And I, you watch the Eastern Conference Finals and you see Al Horford bringing the ball up the court and different things of that sort. And it's just always interesting to see kind of the evolution of the big man. And he definitely does seem to have some of those qualities within his game, just based off the highlights I've seen. Um, yeah, that's kind of how he plays. I mean, it, it, he's not their point guard. Yeah, but he'll he'll get involved and and play right. like a facilitator role. Right. Um, is he really playing in the Smith League? Is that what I saw him? I saw that. I don't, I don't that's know if that's true or not. I don't know. Right. I, I it came out after I was already uh, back home. Right. So right. I'm not sure. But uh, I don't know if that's even allowed with the pro guys playing. That's what I was thinking. I I don't know if it's a I guess if he doesn't accept any money or payment or any. Yeah, but I don't know if you're allowed to play in those sanctioned leagues, right? Like, 
like as a high schooler because I, I remember that being a, a thing where you weren't allowed before like maybe they changed mm -hmm. the rule i don't know i have to look into it who knows but good to see him still doing well uh as far as jizzle james goes hey, let's hit at six one on two four seven is that pretty accurate <laughs> probably about right yeah see? okay <laughs> that's probably plays, about right Plays a little bigger though with his athleticism I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not like he's not like crazy bouncy, right? But he's just got kind of that that toughness to him that you know that you like. Oh, I, we didn't we didn't talk about the the kind of new name either. Yeah. Go ahead. Cohen Carr. Cohen Carr. He's a he's a North Carolina kid. He's at a prep school in South Carolina, or he's a Georgia kid. Sorry, uh, he's at prep school in South Carolina. Uh, six foot. They list him at six seven. I'd say six five, maybe six six. Um, he is bouncy, like bouncy. Um, so uh, got a chance to watch him. He's tough. He's physical. He guards. Um, he's got some. As as has always been the the terminology around the program. He's got some Bearcat in him. Right. Like, it, he's looking to rip your head off. And oh. and I think that would – I know that, you know, they're not uh, crazy about having to take a second wing in this class yeah. with Rayvon, but I think those two are different enough that Rayvon they can complement each other. And, yeah, and, 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 and Cohen kind of the, the, the defense, lockdown, toughness. Right. Um. You know that John, what John Newman is is doing yeah. right now for them. Yep. Um, do I think it's likely they take two wings in this class? No, but I think if you can mess with Cohen Carr and find yourself in the lead, you have a tough decision to make because right. this is what I said all weekend. Mm -hmm. There are two guys that coach this program that won hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games with Cohen Cars. Right. 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 Yep. That was in response. Somebody texted me. Why is it that whenever the, the term he's a Bearcat is used, it's on a kid that can't shoot? <laughs> and I'm like, well, he will, he will defend, been, be hard nosed, jump out of the gym. We've been conditioned to that for the we we've been conditioned to that for 30 years. The shooting will um, come, is what we're told. The yeah, shooting oh, that's come. the shooting will always it's it's always gonna it's coming. It's developing. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but he's a kid I really enjoyed watching play. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, from what I know, Wes actually talked to him late last week mm -hmm. uh, before the event this weekend. Right. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if anything comes of it. Um, I, I just think that's definitely knowing that there's been some contact. That's definitely a name I would uh, I would keep an eye on. I know everybody thinks Indiana is kind of in a strong position here. Yeah. But from what I've heard, Indiana's looking at that spot for a shooter, like specifically okay. a six five, six six shooter. So it sounds like Indiana kind of is maybe cooled on him a little bit. Yeah. Which would maybe did. open the door for Cincinnati to kind of visited there move. March March first at yeah. Indiana. Looks just based off two four seven, obviously he might have received some more offers since, but uh looks like IU, Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Vanderbilt are the uh the only kind of bigger names uh, that have offered so far. I don't know. If, obviously, he's top sixty, so that'll uh, that'll. Yeah, he's really be. good. He's right. really good. Like right. I, he's he's very 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 good. So, 
This, um, is, a, this is a fantastic question. Yeah, I know. Because uh, you watched that first one. Well, and for, like, and for you're those, listening, following along. Yeah, yeah, good. For for those listening, um, only on on right. the on the uh, the podcast, podcast version. Uh, why do the Monster Factory vi- videos predominantly feature Chris Vote that came in in the chat? There must have been like when the pandemic was going on. There must have just been a lot of B roll shot because they, like they weren't allowed to do much of anything else at that time. <laughs> so they just Chris Vote was in the in the weight room all the time. So there's just a lot of Chris Vote B roll. Yeah, I, it, it's it is funny because you watch the first one that Mike put out. I noticed and, like, too, and, and it's him just instructing and and talking and everything. And then it kind of seemed like like there didn't need to be a quick shot of a player, but all of a sudden <laughs> here it comes and it's Chris Vote, and it's like oh, oh. Which, which I guess if you're sending that out to recruits and whatnot, then they probably wouldn't even think twice about who is this tall human being, right? It's just so something that we. Yeah. Notice, right? He'll, he'll go to battle for you. Yeah. He will. Just ask him. <laughs> ask I all got your Wisconsin back. buddies. Way you back. Know? Way back. <laughs> all of his Wisconsin fans will know all about it. No, it was it was funny. I I, I went to the Big Ten uh tur- tournament this past year and, and I saw Chris just walking downtown a little bit. I was like, I was like, hey, gotta get a pick. Just like, you know, send it to my group chat. And uh and my buddy who took the pick was like He's a he's a big Bearcat fan, and Chris like kind of just like looked at me and like laughed and then walked away. I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he should have said that. But yeah, I think the picture was fine. And he could have been on, but he, no. Kudos to your friend. That needed to be said. Kudos because <laughs> it went from like, I I mean I never formally talked to Boat when he was here, but it was he definitely probably didn't know who I was at all. So it was hilarious. But yeah, what's up, Chelsea? Hi, Chelsea. Love you. You psycho. Um, <laughs> so so do we do we think only because also- she wants to like she's she's what skins is to you, Aaron. She tries to murder me every time we're around each other. Shit. That's a you problem, bro. She's the only person outside of Kelly on this planet that just doesn't put up with my shit. Like she calls me on it. That's good. Everybody's gotta be somebody. <laughs> Everybody's got their role. Chelsea's role is like, look, you ain't shit. You're right. You're right. So, so do we do we envision a potential offer for Carr on the horizon, or is it? Uh, um, we'll see. Like we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I, yeah. I, we're tracking right now. Mm-hmm. I, I do think, man, I like those guys on the wing that are just right. Just kind of like a like, like a Leon Bond when they were after him. Heavy. He was he was a little bit more of like a combo forward, but. He kind of has. That I, I, I mean, I think Carr's strong enough. I think to do like a Jaquan Parker type deal. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Where he like he's strong and he is bouncy. Good yeah. bouncy. I mean, like he had that. he had <laughs> a couple. Did you watch the video today that came out? Uh, I might. Was it who was it that posted it? I don't remember. I just saw it in passing where it, it showed. It was the game that I watched. Saturday evening where he had two ridiculous blocks and then uh, off the backboard dunk and then like three other dunks in the game. Like he's, he's bouncy. Bouncy. Which you can never get too many of those uh, on your team as we could clearly tell from this, this past year's NCAA tournament. Yeah. I just watched that video. Wow. Yeah. 
He's a, he's a monster. It says says uh, Kentucky show. Oh, during the Louisville Kentucky showing. I thought yeah. it was going to say Kentucky showing interest, which would, which would have been funny. But um, aside yeah, from that, that's the event. Uh, Dalen Swain was there, I believe, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I want to like him so much, but I just think he needs a year. And I think in this environment, like you, you're, I don't, you see, he's not in a position to just like take red shirt guys, right? Like, yeah, true. I, I don't think they're there yet. I think they'll get there soon enough. But going into the Big 12, you need all hands on deck. And I, yeah. I don't know physically that he's ready to do it. And that's, you know, that's what happens to 16 year olds. Right. He would be 17 going into the Big 12. That's, it's a dangerous ask, right? Like the skill is there. He, he doesn't shoot threes. Like, yeah, he doesn't even think about shooting threes, but he's six, seven, six, eight. He can legit handle the ball. Like, he, like, yeah. you could use him as a point guard. Yeah, I remember um, he, was he was playing point for his team for the most part. Yeah, like they still they have Laurent Rice, um, who's another you know high three star. But I don't know where he's at exactly mm-hmm. right now, but um, but he he handles a lot of like the, the bringing the ball up the floor, and yeah. he can facilitate. He can pass. He's got great size and length. I don't like. Uh, I would like I'd like him to rebound better. I'd like him to be a little bit more active on the glass at that height. Yeah. And I'd like to know he can score. Like he just he's not overly aggressive looking to be a factor on offense. And and mm-hmm. I, I've just seen a lot of those guys, right? Yeah. Where when it comes down to it, in the 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 you know, nut crunching moments of a tough game, if mm-hmm. a guy's not wired to score, he ain't gonna Probably. look to score in those situations, right? Like or that's or, one of the things with Rob Finnessy that, that like is is intriguing yeah. about him. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. Rob Finnessy. There somebody's like put your nuts on the table, and Rob Finnessy's like, where's the table? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you, you, you don't want somebody to be like, what nuts? Who said <laughs> I had nuts? <laughs> and then the rebounding side of things, too. I need someone that's gonna be willing to crash the boards hard for that last second shot. If as you're well. six eight, you should rebound. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're playing the guard position or at least wing position. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, I will explain this. I, I touched on it just a little bit ago. I think there's there's a couple different levels of this at AAU, okay? Um, a guy like Jizzle James that we just talked about. And, yes, I don't think you were here yet at that point in time. His name is Jizzle. Well, it's not. His name is Edgerin. Ed's Jr. Yeah, Edgerin James Jr. But he goes by Jizzle. And if you look up – his 24-7 profile, it is Jizzle James is his 24-7 profile. A guy like Jizzle James doesn't have to shoot a three because they can't keep him out of the paint, and he can score at will from 15 feet and in. Now, in college, that's not going to be as easy because there's going to be help side defense. Teams are going to scheme against you to keep you out of the lane. You're going to have to develop the three. That's not to say it's okay that he doesn't shoot a three. It's mm-hmm. to say, I I don't expect him at that level to shoot a bunch of threes because he'd be an idiot to do so. Right. Because they can't keep him out of the lane. Like, they're still trying to win games, right? Like, yeah, it's development, blah, 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 blah. But it's the EYBL. This is like, this is the highest level of basketball under college basketball yep. is the EYBL. 
So, you know, that's I don't have a problem with. Dalen uh, uh, Swain, he doesn't have that scoring ability to not shoot threes, to just ignore it. Like, right. he doesn't have that kind of pop where you say, ah, he doesn't shoot threes, but it it doesn't change his team's chances of winning games. This is a 6'8 point forward that's not, like, battling in the lane. Yeah, shoot some threes, bro. Like, and and the thing with Dalen Swain is his his shot looks pretty good, but he just doesn't have the confidence in it to shoot it. And if you don't have the confidence in it to shoot it, why would I believe that you can? Yeah, like I, I had that talk with a, there was another prospect a couple of weeks ago. I was at an event, and the prospect is 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 similar, but he's kind of more like James, and he gets to the rim pretty at will and can score and facilitate. And it's like, look, I was talking to his coach. I said, just have him shoot two threes a game, like one a half. Tell him hunt a three, one a half, right. so that it's in it's in the notebook of the people that are watching, mm-hmm. because you never know who the people are watching or talking to, and if they go back to their contacts and or their you know, if they run a scouting service and, and they go back to the schools that are in their scouting service and they're like, hey, he hit two threes in this game. Oh, you know, I can't tell you have the ability to hit two threes. If you, you take them. zero, yeah. take zero threes, I don't have a fucking opinion on how you shoot threes. It he sounds like five games, yeah. It so. sounds like he's a high school version of Ben Simmons. Like kinda. I think that's per like that's that's actually going around as like a, a good, a kind of a good thing. Like Simmons didn't expose himself by shooting threes, right? Well, as he was coming up as a prospect. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now like, it's exposed in the NBA because it's the highest <laughs> level of basketball. Yeah. But where was he, where was he drafted? What number draft pick was he? It's number one, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, he did the right thing by not showing anybody that he couldn't fucking shoot threes. And now he's making crazy money to not and, play basketball. And you know what guys like me say? We watch and we go, well, he didn't he didn't shoot any threes, so we don't know if he can shoot a three. So what do we have? Well, let's watch his free throw stroke. Well, Ben, Sh- ben Simmons shoots a hell of a free throw. Like, he's got a great free throw percentage, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I think. I, I think so. I Well, I, like – I mean, I know over the past couple of seasons, he just didn't shoot at all. So. Right. I know from watching him shoot free throws, I had the thought of, he shoots free throws pretty good. Like, he should yeah. be able to, as he develops, eh. transition eh. that out to the three. His his career, he's a 59.7, but. He just beat me. Might be. And Aaron, game. Brent, this is how we get to two-hour shows, because I just go off on tangents for 10 minutes like I just did. I mean, he had he was sixty two percent his his third season in the league. Eh. Eh. Okay, he's much worse than I thought. So, that, that, back in the AAU days, you watched yeah. his free throw form and thought, "I can see it," and yeah. it just never it never translated. But the, he did what a lot of these guys are starting to do is if they're not knockdown three point shooters, they're just not shooting them, and then you don't have an evaluation. And it probably ends up good for them in terms of where they like where they land, right? But uh, I don't know. That 
Chad, 67% in college, shot nine a game. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was at least like, there was at least like this belief that his free throw form is okay. He'll be able to extend his range Mm -hmm. as he gets into the professional ranks. It did not happen. (laughs) Well, one guy who I think is starting to really check out all the boxes is uh, Isaiah Collier. This uh, this all feeds into Ooh. Isaiah and the uh, the USA trials down there uh, this past weekend. Um, it looks like first off that he was blowing up and and of course doing as great of a job as he's, as he's done over the past few months. But there, it says what the Skill Factory twenty twenty three. This was posted on uh, on the board as well. I don't know, you know exactly. You know, it looks like Lapore follows them and a. Few other people follow them. It said that he went home today due to uh, being a, needing to be evaluated for an injury. So I, I um, have not gotten word on that yet. Like I said, I unfortunately from from the time I got in the car, yeah, yesterday until right now, I haven't had a lot of time to to work the phones. Right. Um. But that might I, be the uh, yeah. the reason. I, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Yeah. Um, as I talked about on the nightcap, I, I think the thing with him, and I talked to a couple people that have, uh, yesterday, and this was after it came out that, you know, there's an injury and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and and that might be the thing, but I, I think more from USA basketball, which I understand is that is a very, um, everybody is involved, uh, environment, right? especially right now with like where the coaching is at, they're, they're trying to spread the ball, move the ball, space the floor. Um, Collier is very ball dominant, very pick and roll, very downhill. Uh, and right. if it doesn't work, he backs it up, does it again. Right. And then if it doesn't work, he backs it up and does it again. But one of those three times that he does it, he's going to throw somebody a pass for either a wide open three or a dunk. Right. But they want, they want more golden state with where USA basketball is okay. right now. Right. Um, they're not, and that's just style. That's there. There have been guys that have coached USA basketball that especially like the under 18 teams and the, the lower levels mm-hmm. that a ball dominant pick and roll guard would have been we need top you. of their list. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, yeah. It's just styles make rosters. And yep. um, I just think where they are, and he was younger than a lot of these guys. A lot of the, the guards ended up being the 2022 guys mm-hmm. uh, that are going to be freshmen in college. So it's, it, it's a good chance to for a learning experience for Isaiah to figure out what he needs to continue to do, maybe right. incorporate a little bit more of that stuff into his game mm-hmm. um, and grow as a player because he's insanely talented. And everybody I talked to that was either there or – talk to people that were at USA basketball on Friday said yep. Collier was the best guard in the gym on Friday. So, and that's what they've been saying all past right. three, three plus months. So he's uh, the best that, guard in the gym that continues yep. to stay true. So, and obviously you saw other, other mentions of, of recent that the Bearcats are right up there in the running. So, um, and then there's, there's been no change aside from what, Obviously, Chad has been filling everyone in. That's been the same thing ever since. They are right there at the top, just fighting for but it. So, I, I do love to, the, 
I do love that the anytime I see Rayvon interviewed, he's pretty much out here trying to actively yeah. recruit. Oh yeah, yes, Isaiah Collier. I think it's fantastic. He knows the mission, <laughs> right? He knows the movement. That's what it was. So. But yeah, Good so, one, Brent. Good thank, one. Thank you. Uh, Good work, what, sir. The, uh, the recent bump in uh, in the rankings for Collier. Everyone? Austin, yeah, for everyone, really. For Austin everyone you see is recruiting? Is a further <laughs> further indication of how, how well he's been playing. But uh, And then shout out to uh, Cathedral High School, Indianapolis, Indiana. Xavier Booker with, with a meteoric rise up to number four in the country. Woo! Just insane. 91 to four. That's insane. You don't see my, any of those, man. No, my my buddy sent me who played basketball at Cathedral and was like, "Are you are you kidding me with this?" And I was like, "Whoa, that's uh, that's pretty insane." Let's put it lightly. Um, but yeah, so since he's still fighting for that one as well, so they're uh, working. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done there. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, built-in Big Ten bias. Yep, that exists on a kid from Indiana that is now rated number four in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's going to be interesting. I'll I'll keep some of my thoughts to myself on that until a later date. But that's going to be interesting, just because I don't know. I've talked about it. I don't think he's a Big Ten big man. Right? Don't. He's not a back to the basket, hand up, throw me the ball type guy. Run, jump, dunk, shoot threes. He's actually a guy that I think will shoot in the mid thirties, three point percentage when he's in college. Like he's not a Big Ten big man, so right. we'll see. Yeah, if, uh, the people advising him and the people around him uh, realize big uh, SEC, Big Twelve, ACC. Like his game is much more suited for those leagues than the Big Ten. Yeah, because because what like a month ago everyone was like as a Michigan State lock type thing. So, and then obviously, God, I, I just I just think that's so terrible. Yeah, right. and I love Izzo. Like I love Izzo. I think he's phenomenal. That kid is not what what Tom Izzo does with his big men. He's not Xavier Tillman, right? But um, yeah, so I mean, obviously another one to keep track of, and I think uh, if he's continuing rising is. Game is still developing in the process with it as well. So uh, just another name to keep an eye out on. And then, of course, we'll wrap up the uh, basketball recruiting talk with uh, Rayvon Griffith. You guys already mentioned this. And to, to Arizona Compass uh, Prep School for next season. And I think everything that you guys have said about it so far to this point is it's pretty spot on. You know, just uh, you know, leveling up in, in the competition. And, and his tweet says, not worried about what they say about me. I know what I do it for. Cincinnati, be right back. So, uh, I, I think the response is actually like it almost made me feel like, oh, the fan base is starting to grow up. Like because before, why is he leaving? Like it's right. so provincial in Cincinnati where people get mad about this yep. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like he won a state title at Taft. Like right. He became a top 50 player at half. Like, he did all these things. Why not let him go and have a chance to, like, like build his – continue to build his game with a bunch of elite four- and five-star players right around the same range as himself? Mm-hmm. And he gets coaching, and he gets to play basketball all day and, you know, just, like, focus on that uh, a little bit more. Um, 
you get a chance to kind of get away from the city, get your, your, your mind on it. So I, I do think, um, I do think it was a, a, a good idea for him. Mm-hmm. I think as we talked about on the nightcap, like it's a situation where he played with a couple high, high level guys in AAU. And all of a sudden it clicked in his brain that man, Playing with a bunch of high-level guys makes basketball a little easier to play, right? As opposed yep. to when it's you're the high-level guy and the other nine guys on the court are a step or two or three below you. Yep. I agree. I agree. We've so, all seen those high school games, right? We've all gone to the high school games where there's one high major top 50 kid and there's none others. No one else on the rest of the court is up to that level. Like Chad. Chad, let, there was a game and in LN back in the day had when they had Greg Oden and Mike Conley. Those are two yeah. ob- obviously phenomenal players. But Cathedral played against them in the uh, in the sectionals, the playoffs, and and like Cathedral yeah. had had a solid squad. They had a dude that went to Dayton, uh, Stephen Thomas, and then a couple other pretty good guys. But um, man, that the the final score with no shot clock was something like 17 to 15. They played stall ball the entire game. <laughs> right. Just, it was UC Kentucky back in, what, the 80s? Yeah, they just didn't let them do anything. It was right. just, we're going to four-corner you and then take and only actually, open shots. And... Brilliant coaching strategy. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're going to – you have a chance at 17 to 15. You don't have a chance at 81 to 36. Yeah, just letting them run. Yeah. I don't think I don't think the kid wanted to end up in a situation like LeBron either, where you're out there going back for a state title and then you lose to like a Roger Bacon. Well, LeBron's a that's a different thing. Sure, I mean he was you know elite, elite. There's nobody close that's to him. Yeah, that's a different thing. I don't know. I, I think it's there's something to be said for going out on top. Who, who did LeBron? Sure. I, Roger Roger Bacon. Roger Bacon. Roger Bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, in the state finals. Who was on Roger Bacon? Nobody. Nobody. Wow. And if you played on that Roger Bacon team and you're a member of Bearcat Journal, because that's like that's the level of that team. We want to talk. That's not you. meant you, you did your job and you beat LeBron, but it, we want to talk ex- to you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't exactly uh a bunch of guys that ended up playing in like sweet sixteens and final fours. No, there was a guy there was a guy on the team that went to Wright State that I was friends with and he didn't play basketball at Wright State. <laughs> right. Like he was just hanging out with Aaron. He was in chorus. There you go. Me, 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 me. <laughs> one, of, one of these days we're gonna get Aaron to just belt out a full tune for us. Just, we just, just did fifty-four minutes on recruiting. Get us from I don't know. Well, no, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, well, <laughs> I guess we can timestamp the basketball recruiting part there. Uh, Chad, just imagine how much longer it would have been if I would have recapped your thoughts of the weekend. Oh yeah, my goodness, no. that would have been <laughs> that would have been epic. If I, if not only we had my thoughts on the weekend, but your thoughts on my <laughs> thoughts. From All I wanted Aaron to say was Jizzle James. I set it up so perfectly. <laughs> he literally said Jizzle James five times on the nightcaps. I was just should have been oh, man. savoring right there on Can the Can I help you? But uh, anyway, what? quick, no, uh, not even close. Quick, quick. Yeah, I said or... I wasn't. Hold, hold on a second. Kelly's in here. She's like, "Are you all done?" And I said, "No." She said, "I thought you weren't doing two hours." And I was like. 
what we do. Like we say, we oh, we'll we say quick. every week we're not doing two hours. We'll, we'll be quick from here on. <laughs> do you need me for something or? Okay, you guys talk for a second. I'll do the the, the timestamp and then. Uh, Urban Artifact is the largest sour only brewery in the U.S. They pack over. 700,000 pounds of real fruit into their lineup of fruit tarts every year. Swing by Urban Artifacts, Northside Taproom, mention Bearcat Journal, get $2 off a flight of four tasters. You guys talk about how awesome your Urban Artifact beers are, and I'm going to talk to Kelly for a minute, and I'll be right, right. back. We'll sink you. So, so yeah, Aaron, how's, how's yours? Which one do you have? The uh, I have the Key Punch. It's the, key punch. That, it, the Key Lime Fruit Tart. Ah, hmm. I've got pineapple passion fruit. There we go. The the seltzer. The seltzer. Yeah, this this one's this one's pretty good. I I bought my my six pack. Ooh. There we go, baby. Lock it in. Lock it in. But Aaron, I guess I guess this would be a good time for to get your account on. I, I just want to talk real quick with with it with the guys back on campus for the this year's basketball team upcoming year. I just wanted to get you know both of you guys like number one name that you, you know because we obviously get all these videos and and you know kind of just hear hear what the little birdies are saying about how workouts are going in the offseason, how open gyms are going in the offseason. Who's one player that you're kind of most excited to kind of just hear how he's progressing during throughout during during the offseason now that everyone's back on campus? Probably skillings. Okay. Just because and, and obviously he's not here until mid-June. Yeah. But I mean, he's the the ceiling is so high on this kid, yeah. right? Like, yeah. just I, I'm I'm wildly intrigued to see, especially if if we end up in a lineup that includes DeJulius, Nolly, Skillings, plug in whatever four and five at that point, because right. I mean, you got some dudes that can score. Oh yeah, with the three of those guys on the court together, no doubt. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm just anxious to see what he looks like in open gyms. Anxious to see what he looks like in that non-conference mm-hmm. schedule, and then going in um, and just to have him fine-tuned going into the actual conference schedule. Mm-hmm. I think I think it should finally be. More than interesting. I, I yeah. mean, I, I think you gotta you gotta feel like you have basically uh more than just a puncher's chance in all of your conference games yeah i mean like we haven't felt like that in, in years right not right. since jaron was here right i how quickly he acclimates himself would will be huge because yeah. like you said uh a scoring punch off the bench more than likely and who knows if he plays well enough and all of a sudden starts carving out a role for you know in the starting lineup somehow or some way and and they've got the scores out there really meshing with each other and I mean, yeah, I'm I am interested to hear how he develops and how he looks first on campus and, and how quickly with the with the uh you know the monster factory giving him everything that he needs. But I mean it's a I mean this this high level of recruit coming in, no injury, no, you know, no recent injury history, kind of like a Zach Harvey had when he was coming in right. on the campus. So, you know, kind of just one of those guys that's rolling in from a from a state championship and and looking like he's still at the top level of his game and only getting ready to get better. Well, um, now, as we've talked about, you know, with the addition of Landers Nolly, you have that trickle-down effect of just pressure off of the other guys. So mm-hmm. the pressure off of David DeJul- David DeJulius, the pressure off of 
skillings to really do anything. Like whatever you provide coming off the bench mm -hmm. is really just gravy, right? Yeah. And if you can really be the guy that we think you might be, then great, great. Yeah. But I yeah, I mean, there's just no real pressure for him to go out and put a show on because mm -hmm. they're they're not relying on him in that sort of way. So right, yeah, and and of course, Nolly getting into the fold is that's the one piece that really yeah. makes Skillings just hey absolutely progress as as quickly or as slowly or whatever you need to do to make sure you're comfortable and, and ready to to go out there and shine when you can. Uh, Chad, I was asking just kind of now that everyone's on, on campus, we're not going to do a full roster breakdown and this, that, and the other. because Yeah, we've got plenty of time to get away. to that over the summer. We've got plenty of time but to get to that. Just, a, just one name that you're excited to kind of just hear how he's progressing and how he looks, you know, when the little birdies see him in open gym and kind of how he's in the weight room and whatnot. And, and Aaron throughout Skillings is his his pick. I've got mine in the back of the head, hoping you don't steal it. But uh, who uh, who who are you rocking with? Trying to who's piquing your interest in someone you want to see how he's developed so far and, and how he's going to continue to develop leading up into next year. I think the one unknown on this roster that changes the team if he develops is Vic. Ah, there you go. That's fine. So yeah, I mean, I, I just it, like we don't know at the five, no. right? Like. Right. I, at least with like Abdul and and Koval last year, like you knew you were getting some rim presence. You probably weren't getting much offense. We got less offense, I think, than we even thought from them. Yep. But you knew defensively, like you knew you were going to be solid. You knew they were going to give you better in leadership because of the number of games that they played. You knew those guys knew how to practice and like, yep. you know, like really bring it. And we don't know that about the center position this year so if vic is ready to take that step and even be let's say vic is a eight nine point a game like 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 eight and a half points and four rebounds Consist over yeah. 20 minutes right boy you feel a lot better about this team at the five and and in the, in the future too because yeah like going forward absolutely so hopefully this is a summer where he can he can avoid the injury bug that has kind of really thrown a, a thorn in his development. Mm -hmm. And he can get through summer workouts and can get into the, the, the weight program when they get back and they work towards the start of practice. And if he can do those things, I think you're really looking at a guy like you watch the AAC. Who are the fives in the AAC that have the type of skill that he has? I know there's a there's a belief inside the program. He can be a 34, 35% three-point shooter. Yeah. yeah. Where you can use him pick and pop, pick and roll. He can pass. Like, um, I, I, I think there's really a lot of, like, a lot riding on if this team is going to, to to maximize their talent, there's a lot riding on how Vic plays in this coming season. And, and it, it could it could have been how the chips kind of fell during you know the offseason recruiting and, and transfer portal and whatnot. But it, it seems as if bringing in Kalu, who you know only has that one year of eligibility remaining, kind of has like opens that that door for a fact that the staff is a little bit bullish on, on Vic and his, his development and what sure. they believe he can be in the 
pretty much immediate future, honestly. Sure. If he, he was able to put things together because, I mean, you think back to that Illinois game. He had some plays that were like, you're like, okay, what, what on earth did we get at from this Vic, yeah. this Vic he, guy? He looked like an unreal. alien out there, right? Yeah, like, he was unreal. I was like, what was this guy? And then he goes out in the Arkansas game and has like five turnovers in the first 10 minutes that he's on the court. <laughs> right. And, but then, of course, you know, and then he hits that big three against Houston at the end of the first half, and you're like, wow, maybe maybe this is kind of the another turning point where Vic gets back on – on the hot streak and and shows what what we all hope he can show, but yeah, I think the way that you know people have been talking about him for, throughout the offseason, the way that some of the small videos we've seen so far looks like he's putting in the work and then some. So sure. for me, he's he's the definite pick as far as that goes because yeah, and sure, I want to see maybe if Odie takes the next step in his game and whatnot, but yeah. it does seem like there's Vic, a lot of guys you could answer this question with. Oh yeah, I think Vic is the one, I and I and him. I think you would agree that if he turns the corner, he has the biggest impact on oh, how good the team is. There's no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt. Because, like you said, I, I think there's there's a bunch of minutes at the five just wide open. And and I, I think Kalu was, was brought in to cover up some of those. A good number of those, yeah. sure. But, but he wasn't brought in to play 40 of them. No, no, there's still a bunch left. And, yep. and I think I think there's a world where Kalu and, and Vic can be on the court at the same time together. And Sure. If if that came to the point of that, then maybe you are seeing a, well, a bigger hell, line of possibility is that. Even if Kalu is like a five, like let's say yeah. like we get there and, and he, he's just a five. Yeah. Vic played most of his minutes four. at the four yeah. last yeah. year. I think they want to play him at the five. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Now the question there becomes though, there's a lot of minutes at the four. There's a lot of bodies at the four. Yeah. And not as many minutes at the four when it comes to like when you're comparing the four and the five. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. And that's that, what the uh, that's what the staff has to figure out. That's why they make the big bucks. Yeah. And we do shows on YouTube at eleven, twelve, and at, at night on yeah. Labor Day or Memorial Day. Just a bit of a maniac in here, but yeah, I mean, and and then of course a, a dark horse for me is is Jarrett Hensley, kind of as he yeah. saw that room get more crowded. What is he flipping in his mind saying, okay, well, I got to start doing these things in order to raise myself up a level to be able to, to compete for minutes because, man, like you said, there's a there's that log jam at that, you know, three and then four plus, you know, that those two positions. So I'm excited to see. It's uh, it's right here too. And and even though it is Chris Vogt and, and our boy Mamadou Diara in the uh, Monster Factory videos, there will be a lot of <laughs> – other fresh new faces and uh, some old faces as well coming up in those videos. So I am, I for one, am very excited for that. So, um, why is Nizier Brooks in this training in this, in this Monster Factor video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did Nas get his seventh year? Is he still playing next season? <laughs> Nas with his seventh year. I, I was pretty surprised when, when, uh, when Mike mentioned Nas's name as like some of that, like. Oh, that, that Mike, like Nas was a worker, man. Yeah. Nas, was, he Nas was. was a dude that, that got significant, like the jump he took from where he was when he got to UC right. to where he was by the time he left was massive. And you and only you only get that by doing, putting in the work. If, if you watch some of his dunks that he had this past season, it was just like, yeah. man, he got, he got a lot of bounce in those legs. But and coming back for his eighth year of college basketball <laughs> next year, nice yep. yep. <laughs> Playing for uh, – Didn't he play with Sean Kilpatrick? He, he, I think he did. I I think he gave Sean a hug when he when he hit two thousand. I think I think it was the first. At worst, 
At worst, when he took his official visit, Sean Kilpatrick was was, oh, was, for sure. was his host. His host was Yancey. <laughs> yeah. Yancey was showing him the, the ins and outs of sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is this is Adriatico's. This is where you get the beef or the bear cat. This is where you get the bear cat and uh you take it home and you eat it yourself. Exactly. Uh, with by by tomorrow at lunch. But don't worry. Come my senior year, I will dominate the Big East tournament. Don't don't you worry about that. <laughs> but uh but yeah, that's I why guess... Yancey every offseason was like uh Yancey's down to two two fifty five, man. He's gonna be lean and mean. And then by the time you got to like uh January twelfth, he was two hundred and eighty pounds. It was because he was just taking Bearcats home from Adriatico's <laughs> and not sharing with his teammates. <laughs> Yancey's hungry, man. Let the pig fella eat, baby. Let the pig No, that's eat. the most delicious pizza on the planet. The Sicilian style from Adriatico's. Oh, mm-hmm. his, I can his, eat it all day, every day. His performance, what, his junior year in the Crosstown shootout was, and then against Georgetown in the Big, Big East tournament. But, uh, but yeah, we are we are diverting again. Let's go ahead and, and uh, do, a, do a time stamp, another time stamp here. And we will all right. continue. Uh, are you curious? On. Are you curious to explore what lies beyond standard craft beer? Take a trip to Urban Artifact. They don't make beer; they make fruit tarts. Ah. I want your cocktail. <laughs> fruit. Come see what the world of real fruit has to offer. Swing by Urban Artifacts Northside Tap Room. Mention Bearcat Journal. Get two dollars off a flight of four tasters. Chelsea, did they get you taken care of? The Urban Artifact oh. folks. I don't. I don't want to get too deep into it, but I just uh, yes or no. I, I wanted to make sure they like. I, know I would assume so. Little... She was talking about the gadget earlier while yeah. you were. They, they, well, they they just the. I, I think the there was some confusion on the uh, the discount uh, at when she went, and then ah. I pointed it out, and they let me know that they were going to take care of her. I just wanted to make sure that happened. That's all. There we go. There we go. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, Urban. We got to get Chelsea taken care of. We'll get a it's not out. fine. It's not fine, Chelsea. <laughs> so, we we spent a long time talking about basketball recruiting in the beginning of the show. Something like tells me five minutes. Yeah, something I'm tells saying. me next next week will be kind of the same, but on the football side of things. Um, as this weekend obviously is the the first of two back to back. What was this on the bottom? Chess thoughts and recruiting, but not here. Thoughts on chess. That there was our timestamp. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you just had to say Jizzle James. That's all you had to say. <laughs> Put it up on the T for you. That was it. I, I even said, like, any names that caught your entrance, Jizzle James. But anyway. That's all I, he was trying to get you to say. It's just it, like, you. if you would have went directly to that, it would have been fine. Right. But you started with me. And then, like I said, you drove through the yard to get to Aaron. <laughs> I would have both. I would both you guys answer. Like this is a family <laughs> show, man. This is. <laughs> and also, I'm like, like I probably got like a total of like zero hours of sleep this whole weekend. So, like, I'm just trying to get everyone involved. That's all just, <laughs> You're trying to like, facilitate. You've just thrown a couple bad right. passes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We we'll get them in the second half. They got me in the first. But... <laughs> they got me in the first. I mean, the first half, but it's uh, we'll be able to come back. We'll be able to come back. Oh, anyway, 
We I might be better off doing this show at 10 o'clock. This is way more fun than the 8 o'clock show. <laughs> I do think that we'll, we will probably have an That's hour next, next week about the, uh, the football official visits firing up this weekend and then obviously the following weekend. And uh, that got even more intriguing with the uh, mention of a, a, a big commitment date being set. And uh, that involves a, a very high-end recruit. Uh, one who just recently decommitted from Indiana University, one of their highest com- commits in uh, program history. Uh, but now he's got his eyes set on a commitment date for this Sunday, which uh, interesting, in- interestingly coincides with uh, the visits going on this weekend as well. Um, guys, just kind of the outside gauge that you've gotten. Chad, I know the official list hasn't been you know, posted or anything yet, but kind of what are your thoughts as far as is it still priming up this weekend to be as big as you originally thought it would? Yeah, but I think it wasn't just necessarily like this weekend. Yeah. Like it's right. a collective, yeah. the, the, like the June official visit mm-hmm. has become like the big thing in college football. It used to be December. Yeah. Right. So like everybody would wait throughout the season and then all these guys would take their official visits in December right. and then decide like right at the, the wire. Mm-hmm. Now, most guys are deciding before their senior season of high school starts. Yeah. So they want to get this out of the way before they start camp, before they really get into their season, because they don't want to worry about it. They want to be done with it. Right. Mm hmm. So that has been kind of like the trend again, as there were some rule changes and like, it used to be, you couldn't take a visual official visits until like September. And then it was so hard to get them worked in because these kids are in the middle of a fucking high school football season. (laughs) So it's the coaching staff for that matter. Right. So like you can't get them in. And then if you can get them in, they're like, flying out of their hometown on Saturday morning after a Friday night game, or you're trying to coordinate with bye weeks and then the staff is busy as hell because they're trying to win a game because if they don't win games, they get fired and it doesn't matter who the hell they're recruiting. Like it was, it was just a stupid system. Like it was, it was dumb. And then that forced kids to wait all the way till December to take their official visits. So they finally opened up, visits in the summer which now these kids can go on visits throughout the month of june and then have all the information they need and make a decision before they start camp at the end of july or the beginning of august or whenever you know each state is different in their timelines whatever Mm -hmm. um so it's a great thing and between this coming weekend and next weekend there's going to be a shit ton of talent on campus at UC and it will be uh, very interesting to see how a lot of it plays out. Kamari Burns, Amari Snowden, Anthony Brown, um, uh, uh, Elzie, what's his first name? Malik Elzie, the wide receiver. Like there's going to be, there's quite a few other defensive linemen, some, some offensive linemen that uh, Mike Cummings is getting involved with. Mick is going to have all that information a little middle, middle to late, like Wednesday, Thursday, um, to get you kind of set up for what the official visit weekend is going to look like the first one. 
and then there's a camp on Thursday night that's kind of like uh, under the lights camp at Nippert. Not Midnight Madness. Though. Not Midnight Madness. Ooh, that was sorry, Luther Richardson. It was a blast, and it resulted in Luther Richardson. It resulted in Ken Willis too. Ken Willis was at that camp. Yep. Um, but boy, getting home at like two thirty in the morning for me, I can't do that shit, man. Like I, 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 I can't sleep when I get like when I get done with work. I, I struggle to wind down. Right. And we got home at like two thirty that night. Aaron, you know, you were there. I was. It was, it was, it was, God, it was so much fun. It was a blast. And you were wired when we got home. Yeah. Could you imagine if we'd have had the nightcap after that event? Well, I mean, we could have done it. It wouldn't have been a big deal because I think we were on the phone talking about everything right. afterwards That's for like right. an hour. That's what I'm we'd have been on the phone and or we'd have been online and like four o'clock in the morning and there'd have been like four people that were <laughs> People are waking up for work. Like, why are Chad and Aaron live on YouTube? What the hell is happening? Just talking about that Richardson rocket, man. That's all. But there's there's going to be some interesting stuff uh, coming out of Thursday. So, and then that rolls into the official visit weekend. Um, so, yeah, Chelsea, sure, come on. I'll give you a piggyback ride down to the the field at Nippert. I'd pay to see that. Bring it on, yeah. Me giving her a piggyback ride down to the field. I'm assuming down the steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then me collapsing and killing Chelsea. Hundred percent. I'd pay to see that. She's very fragile. At the, like she's died three times already. Good God. Sorry. The down. Five. The down wouldn't be too hard. Just got to take it slow, but the way back up. No, I didn't say anything about carrying her ass the way back up. <laughs> Those are some of the steeper steps I've had. I've been to a lot I, of stadiums. I don't fucking care how skinny she is these days. I'm not carrying her ass all the way back up. No, 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 no. I can barely carry my fat ass all the way up. Yeah. That, that, no one could stop me. Yeah, gravity can stop me as I'm trying to climb those fucking steps. I mean, nobody can stop me. I'm on my way up. Right? You get to the top of the steps, you're like... Yeah. Look, I'm sweating in my office podcasting tonight. Oh, oh, the the, the worst is when like when when like kickoffs getting a little closer, and I like stayed down down there for a little bit longer than anticipated, and I, I'm like scurrying up to the press box before the game. You get to the press box, you're like, yeah, I'm like in the elevator, and I'm like sweating and like, well, talking and, to some random other guy, in the and you elevator. had to have your mask on too, so you're right. like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Kelly's now Kelly's got one of those the string backpacks. Yeah, that you see ones that they gave away. Right. My dad had one. He gave it to Kelly. That's what she's putting her oxygen tank in now. So she's got a little backpack with her oxygen tank on. Like I, I need that when I come to practice. I'm like, right. hey, Kel, can just, I borrow? Can I borrow that borrow oxygen, that man? A couple hours, you think? So I can get up the fucking steps, Nippert Stadium after practice. I'll bring it right back. <laughs> yeah, you say. I'm, I'm working out with Brady Collins today. It's all good. And it's like, what did you do with Brady? Nothing. Just walked up the steps after practice. That was it. I know you're able to walk. I was just volunteering to carry you down and stating, I'm not volunteering to carry your ass back up. You can walk back up. Well, well, Chad, that was an interesting uh, divergence from uh, Dan McCullough. Uh, he has. Um, yeah. He has put a commitment date up for June 4th. Uh, that is the Sunday. Um, his composite's 9270. 
So if you look up uh, Cincinnati's all-time highest commitments, it starts with Evan Prater, 9279, and there's no one else in the 92s. So a pretty big, pretty big uh, commitment date coming up here this Sunday with uh, Cincinnati getting a crystal ball from Steve Wiltfong last week. Um, so I would just uh, say um, Steve Wiltfong's crystal balls are pretty powerful. That's what I would say. We could have we could have taken that a lot of different ways, but uh, yeah, that's I, I left it. Just nope. Open for interpretation. Some, that guy's got some powerful crystal balls. At at this time, yesterday, if especially if today, I would have said something, but nope, not tonight. Steve Wilfong lives in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. so he is uh, he's very in tune with things that are happening in Indianapolis. That's all I'll say. So ah, it's a big, uh, big commitment date set. Um, he is confirmed this week in visitor, right? Or is he? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I, I, nothing is. I'm not Nothing's confirming confirmed. anything right. Right, 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 until right. we get to Wednesday or Thursday when Mick puts out the list. Yeah. Like, but that's we're that's we're headed in that direction. Right. Okay. Um, and and Mick could be a a good guy to have on for a little bit on next uh, next Monday's BBP. Uh, just I guess yeah. floating it out there, um, but uh, but yeah, so um, big big date set on that one. It's upcoming, uh, well, actually June fourth. That's Saturday, right? Oh yeah, so that'll be correct. This Saturday, I kept saying Sunday. Um, Saturday, my my dad's birthday, June fourth. Happy birthday! But uh, yeah, so aside from that, um, a lot. Obviously, stay tuned to BCJ this whole week when that list and everything drops, especially you know Thursday night. Chad mentioned so, um, yeah. Aaron, this uh, you were at the Midnight Madness. This is kind of that the the brewing of the excitement of these visits and everything. You you're right there on the forefront uh, for these for this all last season. So I mean, it's it's obviously a big time, especially for the kids because they're really wanting to see you know what Cincinnati and and what all these colleges have to offer as a whole. Yeah, and I'm not ruling out making a, the trip early to Cincinnati this weekend as. Um, I do have the the diaper party on Sunday, um, but I, but I'm maybe heading out there Friday to uh, join Chad for practice. We'll, we'll see. No Thursday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. Um, might not be able to do that one. Then. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm glad we had this conversation because Same. <laughs> yeah, because you would have been at Nipper Stadium at, oh. at, at, at Friday evening. Like, of course, I would have oh, talked to you about oh, it beforehand. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Where is everybody? Nice. Just hanging out with the kids that are in for their official visit. No big right. deal. <laughs> Brady's not answering my calls. <laughs> no. And also, yeah, happy belated birthday to Brady uh, Collins. The unofficial fourth. Yeah. There yeah. You go. The unofficial fourth. There you go. Um, and maybe an unofficial fifth with Royer. Now we might have a, there might be a new member of the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, we'll that them, podcast was so good. Like, we'll let them back fight it out. It was so good. Yeah, he was he was he was a good time. He, uh, I could tell once once you you peel back that initial layer, and he's just like, okay, I can curse, I can yeah, drink I can be light. me. Like I don't have to say effing. He Here said effing like twenty times in the first half of that podcast, and then yeah. I was like, Royer, you can you can cuss. It's okay, buddy. And, and he, he, was like, oh. he, he unveiled it, and he was like, right, I'm, he, I'm surprised he didn't take off his shirt and put the war paint on. I can cuss. 
Let's fucking go. <laughs> well, yeah, before we went on air, we were like, yeah, I mean, like, you you can do the second half of the pie with your shirt off, man. That's <laughs> we have nothing against that. I still wasn't sure he was wearing a shirt since it was it was the exact color. same color as his. Yeah. The exact <laughs> same color. Exactly. Golly. Golly. But, yeah, so. Um, I love this fucking podcast. I really do. <laughs> obviously, it'll be a bunch of football recruiting on Next week's pod, I guess. I guess a couple other, you know, loose ends to tie up. I did see you. You saw Noah Potter's name mm-hmm. mentioned in this picture, in a couple of the uh, tweets uh, posted by Brady and, and and the football. So he's he's in the mix. He's he's with the team that transfer. Everybody, from, uh, to Potter's my name. understanding, every all the football guys are here. All the transfers, mm-hmm. all the high school kids, minus one that is waiting on. He has to take like that stupid like you know the standardized state testing yeah that schools require he has to finish that and once he finishes that like he should be good to go mm-hmm. um I, I don't put names out on all that shit because that's not fair to the kids but right. uh i believe like 95 percent of the you know the the 2022 hall between high school kids and transfers are are ready to go and then another thing um Another thing of note recently, and, and this is just a quick side note, was uh, it's good to see Nick Martiner's name uh, getting yeah. mentioned as as you know dudes of the week and on the top speeds list. It, it seems it seems like a case where he you know was able to to, to get comfortable and and kind of you know we've heard the coaching staff mention it a lot where you know you stop thinking and you just go out and you and you perform and you it start doing like, right yeah, yeah. And, and and it sounds like he's starting to really pick that part up as well. So, and, and he has all the makings of being a huge piece of the offense. So, um, right, literally. Uh, yeah, exactly. There we go. Very, uh, very tall statement there, wasn't it? But, uh, anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and, and put another timestamp on this sucker. And, uh, we will, we will go ahead and move on to the BBP mailbag. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Arvin Artifacts building, the historic St. Patrick's Church is 150 years old? They operate their tap room in the basement, and upstairs, they offer the reliquary. That's good. An event space. Swing by Urban Artifacts Northside Tap Room and mention Bearcat Journal. Get $2 off the flight of four tickets. <laughs> Boom. 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 Mel Vegas up. AC. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm typing is, out the timestamp. Is, is the C Christopher? It is. Aaron Christopher Smith. So if I'm mad at you, like that's the good. Aaron Christopher Smith. Did I usually only got, I only got the first two. It'd be Aaron yeah. Christopher. Yeah, no. for me. Brent David. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I did include uh, kind of a potpourri of last week's mailbag in this mm-hmm. week's mailbag. Um, so sorry we couldn't get to your mailbag last week, everybody. But two, Ryan Royer was more important than you. Two and a half hours of show that was plenty. Um, it also wouldn't have made sense with the flow of the show um, to do a we mailbag there. At the end of Royer, we were exhausted. We were done. Yeah. <laughs> he wore like we were we were all like we had just played a two and a half hour college. Our, fa- our faces hurt. Point. From right. laughing, <laughs> much so, like tonight, right? Um, so, first question uh, comes from the 
football portion of the mailbag. Uh, do you know if the new ribbon boards and nippert will be up for this season or 23 when we move to the Big 12? I know it's part of the next level success campaign. I do not. That sounds like something we should have uh, John Cunningham on and ask him or, uh, you know, somebody on the, on the athletic department staff, uh, through this summer. So we will get you an answer. I don't have that answer right now, but if you're familiar with what we do here, we will get you the answer because that's what we do. Matthew, um, as far as thoughts on the running back room, we did a whole, uh, nightcap dedicated to our thoughts on the running back room and potential depth chart. What's, along with kinder what's your quick thought kinder bulk of the load yeah if so, i had if, if it was me it would be kinder number one miles montgomery number two and we'll see where we go from there and then chuck if he if he's looking back to that speedster quick change of pace back yeah yeah um single game tickets go on sale tomorrow fyi in the mailbag thank you dude um just wondering the upcoming weekend dates for the hosting of the high school priority recruits. We did cover that here uh, just moments ago in Brent's tall statement. Um, and then <laughs> thank you. And you all are amazing. Keep up the great work. We do appreciate that. Jay Bearcats with a capital R 91. Um, that is the football portion of the mailbag. Moving over to basketball. Uh, do Collier's official visits to USC UCLA this weekend count against his junior season or senior season official that visit? That was from one? last week. That was they, from last week. They count towards his junior. It's either August 1st or September 1st. For some reason, my brain wants to say September 1st, but I, I, I it's one of the two. Um, so everybody's trying to get their junior visits in uh, now so that they can take their senior visits later on mm-hmm. all right um what do you think the staff's expectations are for Odie next season um i feel like we almost had that conversation while we were talking about things earlier uh this evening yeah. but uh personally felt he was going to be a starter for us going into last season yeah i mean I, Odie's got a lot of promise man like he can he's got some offensive game as a as a back to the basket guy he's got the little like that Kyle Washington style like he's a righty not a lefty so he's got it's from a different side he's got some some scoring ability inside um I think as he continues to grow he has a chance to be an important part of this team Mm -hmm. you know you talk about you know you expect Kalu to be a a big part of this you expect Vic to be a big part of this. I, I expect Odie to be a big part of this as well in terms of like what answers this team has yeah. uh, at the four and five. So I, I, I think he's got a chance to maybe not be a breakout guy that's going to like jump into double digits or like whatever, but I think he can be a, a critical, you need guys like Odie to win games. Guys that are going to block shots, rebound, hustle, get on the floor, do the dirty work. Like you have to have those guys. All right. Uh, what kind of opportunities might there be to see or hear about the 22, 23 roster guys this summer, Smith league, open gym runs, etc. cetera. Uh, well, as far as I know, we're still not allowed in workouts, which I have, uh, I have fought the power as much as I could in, in those situations to get in. And see open or to see like the the summer workout. It is still apparently the NCAA does not allow it, which mm-hmm. 
but yeah, if there's open gym runs that, you know, I can disperse my little birdies to, uh, to catch, <laughs> we'll do that. I, it's it's going to be very similar to, you know, the Smith League, I, I'll believe one of those leagues is back to be in the level of, you know, the old school Devereaux leagues when I see it. I've been impressed with the rosters that have been released. Um, I don't know that I'll have time to be there because of like the open eval periods for basketball where I'm going to be on the road. Um, but I'm sure if there are guys at the Smith League, you guys are going to be able to, to go to the Smith League right. and provide us with content. That's one of the beautiful things about Bearcat Journal that we don't talk about enough is that our members provide a lot of content. Oh yeah. Like if you're on the boards, if you're a member, if you're engaged in the BCJ community, those the, the, the people there are people on the boards that are more diehard than anybody in UC land. Right. So if those guys are all going to be playing at the Smith League, I know you guys are going to be there and you're going to show up on the boards and give us your uh evaluations. I will be there if I can, if my weekend is open. I used to always go to Devereaux's when the UC guys were playing. If that's a consistent thing, I will be back at the Smith League uh, doing that, but I, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I did miss two questions from uh, the football mailbag. Um, you son of a bitch. It's fine. I had them mixed up here in my, uh, my banners. Um, we, know there's a, we know there's a June 4th Crystal ball and a July 4th crystal ball. Give us a number on what you think you see. We'll get commitments between the two. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks, Arizona Bearcat. Uh, I don't have that number yet. We'll have to see how the official visit weekends play out. I mean, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that are really, really good. And you see is right up in that top tier of their recruitment. We are at the make or break point, right? Like these official visits, these kids are going on are the make or break point. They are going to compare how much love did I feel here? How much love did I feel there? What are the, the pros and cons of each program? Like you're now at UC is now in big boy recruitment land. Yeah. A year ago, two years ago, these kids, they were bringing on official visits. It was basically like, okay, we're bringing you in. You're going to commit, <laughs> right? Like right. we were at the finish line. We're not because there's so many high three and four star guys. Of course, there's a lot more people that, that want their services. Right. So you're going to have to spend a lot more time right here in this critical two to three week stretch to get the job done, to make your class the class that you want it to be. I, I like, I, I could give those, I could wink, wink, nudge, nudge a year ago or two years ago on how this was going to play out right now. It's a lot tougher because there's a lot stiffer competition, but, but boy, but, it's going to be fun. Chad, it's going to be fun. But Steve Wilfong's got some pretty strong crystal balls. His balls are Indiana. like, they're smooth. They're shiny. They're strong. It's crystal in ball. Indiana. Yep. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about in Indiana. You're right. 
After recent news of Emmert stepping down and in the NCAA wanting to get control of the crazy NIL era, what's the chance they can rein this back in and get control back? Zero point zero percent. We like we like go back over our content over the past. Like we've talked about this a lot. Like the the toothpaste is out of the tube. The cat is out of the bag. I don't know who kept their cat in the bag. Uh, well, they, to, they, to make... I've beat this horse. Like yeah. they. they they totally had every opportunity to get out in front right. of this and they shit the bed and they dug their heels in and said, no, we are going to, they're, they're not going to rule against us. We're the NCAA and they lost. CC the Cincy. Brent, Brent remembers that Brent was around for that. Mm-hmm. That was Mike Boone's best friend, CC Jefferson. He ended mm-hmm. up having a great career. Is he, is he still in the NFL? Does anybody know? I don't imagine. Yeah. Like yeah, he was a dude. Uh, like a well, five star. He was he was Mike Boone's best friend from high school. Like everybody thought, you know. While we are talking about the NIL, is there any update and, on the UC? When, I, I promise. I promise this from the start. I promise. When I have an update on the NIL stuff, I will give it to you. I, right now, I I don't. I promise, uh, though. I promise. All right. That's um, my pack to you that when there's updates, I will give them to you. In the wake of recent NIL insanity, I keep hearing about how the college football Super League is more and more likely to become a reality in the next decade, with UC, again, being on the outside looking in with bigger schools, deciding to leave the NCAA to form their own governing body. That feels like it would be a crushing blow right for our program after we finally get an invite to a Power 5 conference. Is this a lot of nonsense noise, or should Bearcat fans actually be paying attention to these Super League discussions? Um, Pay attention. Because I think it's it's at least there. I don't know why they would give up the place that they have built over decades to absorb the blame for what goes wrong. Yeah, right? if, if, if something goes wrong now, it's on them. It, like... Right. The NCAA did it. Why would you build a Super League but the answer is greed and money and all that stuff. I get it. But if you build a super league and you put all of that burden on yourself, you're going to have to develop another boogeyman to point the finger at when things go wrong. You have so, a commissioner, much right. like everybody else does. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing I would say about this, Zach. If UC keeps winning, there won't be a, an option to leave them out of a super league. Right, because they're now going to be one of the teams that has established themselves as a. What does Luke Fickle talk about? We don't want to be a top ten team. We want to be a top ten program. And if this continues to develop on the trajectory that it's developing, a Super League wouldn't be able to keep Cincinnati out, right? Like it just wouldn't, because they would be one of the teams at the top of the sport consistently over a period of time where these decisions are being made, right? That's the key in all this, right? Why was Cincinnati at the top of the list for the Big 12 when the Big 12 expanded? Because Cincinnati had been the top team on the outside looking in, and now they've taken that to a insane level. We're not a we're not a top forty program, or 
if you really think about it, the P5 is the top 65. Where does Cincinnati sit on a top 65 list right now? Right? Yeah. I don't know. The, what, what ends up happening would be fascinating with that. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, um, I think it's a ways away, though. <laughs> shit. Hold on. I just pulled mine up on Twitch. <laughs> um, yeah, Matthew. Duh. But, thanks. Thanks for Let's the go, uh, baby. Thank, thanks Pump for the up. Thanks for the heads up, Lamb Big, on the uh, the Twitch numbers. I had Gosh. no idea. I had no idea that we needed to have an average of three viewers to become Lamb an affiliate. Big. Land big. I'm okay. I'm so, Brent. guys, I'm Brent. Brent is a lawyer. Boom. I, I'm the one who needs the lawyer. I don't know what that says for you. I was joke. It was a joke. It was. It was probably an ill-advised joke. Late, late in the day. Very late in the day. Um. Hold on. That is talk. Don't hold on. Okay. I, 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 I'm trying to. Okay. I think there's a new pump it up oh, that's that's developing inside the locker room. Oh, uh oh. Right. Uh, now. Lots of rumors about Vic leveling up this we summer. What, this city. <laughs> what? Lots of rumors about Vic leveling up this summer. What have you heard? What would each of you see as a successful season for him at this point? I don't know that we really covered any of these questions when we did talk about Vic. Yeah, no, I, I did. I think I did. Yeah. Like, he makes the team significantly different if there is a an impactful, you know, maybe not all conference. Like, maybe that's that's putting too much on him. Especially but if there's a Nali guy that's one of the, like one of the three or four best players on the team at the five, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I I guess you did. Yeah, with the eight and a half. If you average eight and a half and would we say eight and a half and four? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think with Vic, you had like the strong burst in the beginning. And then he tailed off. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is where chat has to mute this portion of the podcast because we get turned in for copyright. I, this is the first time I've heard this. Well, you also have your audio on your headphones, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Airplane. I think I'm back in Scottsdale at, at the pool party. <laughs> I don't know what to do with any of that. Are there any words? I can buy it. Alright. This is what they're working out to this summer. In the weight room. Can you imagine Brady? With this beat one in the weight room while guys are lifting weights, screaming oh, like a crazy person. <laughs> All right, Chad, how impressed oh, are you? I with like the... it. S- send me that song. It's it's called 
It's called Karate. Okay. By Rehab and Cashmere. Okay. Oh, Cashmere, right? Good to know he's still going. Yeah, cat, yeah, cat, cat, that was cat, yeah. Cash is Cash is on the ones and two. And Rehab, Rehab, like the the band from back in the day, um, like R with a three, R three H A B. Okay. And K S H M R. Cash. Interesting. Interesting late nugget there. Yeah. But, uh, um, Chad, how impressed are you with the level of hoops prospects we're in on for twenty? Every hold on, hold on, go cats, go cats. How could you not be excited? Every fucking kid that is presented as a recruit <laughs> that the staff is recruiting is in the top 100. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. Like, I, I get a list of, like, uh, keep an eye on this, keep an eye on that, take a look here, take a look there. I look it up on my phone. 72, 63, 51, 87. If there's somebody in the 90s, I'm like, <laughs> What's wrong with this kid? <laughs> they are. It, it, yes, the Big Twelve has opened the door because I I just I, I tried to express it for almost a decade how much the AAC limited what they were able to do on the recruiting trail. That is blown out of the water with the Big Twelve. You add the connections that this staff has to both North Carolina and Georgia, which are monstrous recruiting grounds, like the two biggest, two of the biggest recruiting grounds in the country. And then you have the ability to tell these kids, we're going to have a lot of playing time. We're going to have a lot of open roster spots. You're going to have a chance to come in and be a dude right away as we get into this league. And it changes the whole narrative. Like, but but think about like a, a guy like a like a like a Cohen Carr, right? That name just kind of popped up out of the blue that Cincinnati's just now starting to get involved with. That's a top 70 kid. Hmm. How could you not be like jumping out of your skin as a UC basketball fan with the thought of not only what the 2023 class is going to look like, but what this staff is going to be able to do as they build forward and they really establish a brand, they're much like Luke Fickle in 2018, 2019, 2020, they were selling a vision. The staff is selling a vision. Imagine how different it's going to look when they're selling success. And then we go back. We we talked a long time about like if you just can get one top seventy five type guy per class and a second like top one hundred guy to go with him, you got a chance to win big in college basketball. Mm-hmm. What happens when you get a a top ten, top fifteen, top twenty guy every class, and then a top fifty guy, and then a top seventy five guy behind him? And now all of a sudden you got nine top 75 guys on your roster because that's really all you're recruiting are top 75 guys. You know who won quite a few championships with that philosophy? Villanova. Villanova wasn't crushing five-star guys. Right. They were landing at just a shit ton of top 75 guys and building their roster with guys that can play. 
I take Villanova's recent success. So go Cats 2012. I'm impressed. Very. Where did, where did things stand with Dalen Swain recruitment? We, we kind of glossed over that earlier. Uh, Royals getting so much yeah. attention lately that I believe Swain is now going overlooked. Uh, I, I I just think he's not college ready yet. I think he's still a year away. And I think that's a situation where, like, in the old world of college basketball, you bring in a Dalen Swain, you sit him for a year, you let him develop, and then by year two or three, he's ready to go and be a really good college player. But in college basketball right now, by the time you get to year two or three, he transfers and he goes and he's a really good player for somebody else. Uh, have all the basketball newcomers made it on campus? We talked about that earlier. Uh, yes. There's just skillings that has yet yeah. to yep. graduate. Right. Um, rapid fire. Because we are now in the last portion of the mailbag. Yeah. Rapid fire. Favorite redhead, Leslie Mann or Amy Adams? Um, I, I'll say Amy Adams only because of the evisceration of Leslie Mann in by, uh, oh, God damn it. What's the movie? Uh, with Catherine Siegel and uh, what knocked up? Yeah, knocked up. Where the the bouncer? Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. God damn it! What's Fuck his you name? Doorman. Right, like the, the evisceration of Leslie Mann at that door, and he pulled her aside. And he's like, "Look, you old as shit." <laughs> he's like. <laughs> I can't let you in this club. You old as shit. And she's pregnant. It's, it's the dude from the Pizza Hut commercials. I know. I just can't remember his guy. Uh, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Adams. Craig, Craig Robinson. Oh, Craig Robinson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that like I, she she got destroyed for me in that movie. So Amy Adams. Uh, Memorial Day or Labor Day? Uh, Memorial Day because it's the beginning of summer. Yeah. Well, I Labor can... Day's. Labor Day is fun because it's like it's the start of football season, right? Yeah. I, 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 I go, I'm going back to the redhead question. Um, yeah. I go Leslie Mann. Since I'm going Leslie Mann too. Okay, yeah. very good. Um, so Memorial Day or Labor Day for you? Memorial Day. 8,500. Yeah, that's an easy thing. Right. I get it, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, I go Memorial Day. Just, I mean, grilling season is officially yeah, on. Right. Pool season is on. Um mm-hmm. Whereas Labor Day, you're packing all that shit up. Right. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. Aaron, rapid fire. One word. Come on. That's fine. Brats or Mets? Brats. Mets. What's the difference? Mets is like the the kind of gray one? No, Mets are the red. Brats are the white. Okay. I like Mets because there's a jalapeno cheese Met uh, done by a couple of the like bluegrass meats and whatever. Um, I love the jalapeno cheese mats. Those are my jam. They're pretty good. Give me, give me a brat. Give me a brat. Yep. I'll do a brat. Like a beer brat, also yep. excellent. Yeah, yep. I love a beer brat. I, I don't have a problem with either. I'm a big fan of both. Right. Um, Follow-up question. Which TV sitcom dad would best fit the BCJ team members, and why is Aaron Ned Stark? I don't know why it would be Ned Stark. Probably because I die in the – like the first episode, of course, right? Yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I think I'm I, I'm Al Bundy, right? I'm okay with it. This is what it is. 
<laughs> I'm nicer to my wife than Al was to his, but my nickname for my daughter is Princess Dumbass. So <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, uh, I have no idea for me, Chelsea. Nobody asked you. Um, I I don't know. I I'm trying to think of if there's. I, I think I think. Uh, Brent would be Danny Tanner. I'll take that. it. I'll take it. I can see that. Just the eternal optimist. Yeah, I can see that. Like, and, and he's got he's got to have he's got to have Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey like to to balance him out. Us. So yeah, I think I think I'll, I think that fits Danny Tanner. Yeah. For you. Hmm. I don't know. Like you, you can't be you can't be like the Brady Bunch because you didn't have three kids. Well, like before like you Phil, moved into Phil your Dunphy. Kids. Yeah, Phil Dunphy. I think that that could be fair. Yeah, <laughs> I think that could be. Yeah. I think that could be. That's a that's outstanding, Brent. Well done. Yeah. Well done. We'll leave it there. Aaron is Phil Dunphy. I'll, I'll take Al Bundy. <laughs> um, and, and the last question from the mailbag. Um, actually. Maybe not really a question, but uh, five Bearcats received all AAC honors in baseball. Sadly, the season is over as they did get bounced from the uh, AAC tournament after three games. Um, Griffin Merritt was player of the year. Can we get a few shout outs? Yeah. Well done. Shout out to Griffin Merritt. All right. If you all do it, both of you do it, then that's a few shout outs, right? Yeah. Well done. So Merritt's. Merritt's a stud, though. He had what, like two oh, home yeah, runs was, in that game, or yeah, was, in the first game, one? yeah, the game yeah. they won, yeah. yeah, the first one, yeah. So yeah. he was the AAC Player of the Year. He was a monster. They got to they got to get the pitching right next year. If they get the pitching right next year, then you know they're good to go. He's he's off to the uh, to the. I would MLB. assume so. I would assume so. He's he's got the option to come back, right? But I mean, you don't have that type of year and come back. Yeah, like exactly. that's that's not smart. Second second player in school history to win player of the year joining Ian You're, Happ. Oh, Ian Happ, yeah. Red's killer, Ian Happ. Which which by the way, my buddy played at Miami of Ohio on the baseball team said Ian Happ hit a baseball at and in Cincy that he thinks hasn't landed yet. He said it, <laughs> said it went it's over the one that went on the arena. top of yeah, it went on the top of the third <laughs> yeah. arena. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Jesus. That's the mailbag. That's it. Wow. All right. Good job, guys. Good job. Made it in under two hours. There we go. There we go. Hey, it was a late one. It was a good one, guys. To be honest with you, it it, it went by pretty fast. I don't it know did. if it's because like we had fun. Like we were laughing. My face, my cheeks hurt. I don't know if we're it was all one of our more enjoyable episodes. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, but we'll roll over the the nightcap. We'll be back. Look, if uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna take a. A page from Galactic. They took off Sunday and Monday. Yeah. So we're going to take off Sunday and Monday for the nightcap. We'll be back with the nightcap tomorrow. Uh, maybe a PTP. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Do we, Dave, do and we I, <laughs> Dave and I are good to go on Wednesday for a BCJ pod uh, as we Thursday. head into yeah, as we head into Thursday night. You're welcome to come down if you want, Brent. That's up to you. If you can, if you can make it down, we'll probably be done by like 10. Okay. You could drive back to uh you drive back to Indy be in bed by midnight. Yeah. Yeah, I think 
I think my family's coming into town that that day, so Family. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'm All right, take us out of here. But, Let's go. But yeah, just one more timestamp, real quick, as we uh, love our friends over at Urban Artifact. Cheers. UA's bar backsplash is made from repurposed wood flooring from the old gymnasium where the brew house now operates. Swing by Urban Artifacts Northside Tap Room and Bearcat Journal. Get two dollars off a flight or tasters. Bada bang, bada boom. Well, guys, thank you all for having having your your late Memorial Day Monday with us, and a special thank you, of course, to everyone who served in in uh, help. You know, this is this is for you guys, of course. Um, but uh, special thanks to Urban Artifacts. Special thanks to Danco Transmissions. Jesus, Jesus, uh, Pete, I need a might need a little bit of sleep here soon. But um, <laughs> aside from that, man, it was another fantastic PVP for my uh, broadcast buddies, good friends, Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel. I am Brent Young. This was the BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. Sip. <laughs>